Yeah. So I grabbed uh, two little pre-made bottles of like this margarita mix. Um, and I downed them pretty quick. Uh, I have realized the folly <laughs> of my decision as I have not eaten anything today. So Neil's buzzing on the pot. A little bit. Neil's buzzing. <laughs> little bit. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. <laughs> Just means it's not more interesting. Then that's all it does. That's all it does. Gonna get me a PUI. A PUI. A what? PUI. Podcasting under intoxication. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, I got, got the DUI. So. <laughs> oh my God, that was some corniness right there, Neil. I'll, we're gonna let that pass. Um, PUI. 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 All right. What's our overall time at? Do you know, Neil, or did you lose track of it in your stupor? I'm not, like, sloshed. <laughs> I can function. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I couldn't resist. How resist. dare you? And to answer your question, 40 minutes. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible gaming podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming, and welcome to another horrible gaming podcast. With me is... Neil, a.k.a. a tiny wizard. And also with us is... Yo, what's up, old man? I'm Phil Billy 330 here. I can say it back again, once again, on the <laughs> podcast for a second consecutive week. I know, second consecutive week. Now you truly do have the record for most guest spots on the show, <laughs> without a doubt, sir. Um, thanks for joining us again, Phil Billy. Uh, just scheduling worked out. We were just like, hey, just come back on the show. And uh, it's nice to have the foundation, all three of us, on the show. It's nice. So, um, okay. But before we get any further, we've got to go into some disclaimers and credits. As usual, the disclaimer is... We pour our hearts and souls into this, but we are but poor, humble workers uh, with only what the resources we can scrounge together. So keep that in mind for quality issues. And then, of course, credits. Mark Bell, thank you for all the original graphics that you have donated to this and all the other shows on the channel. Uh, and as well, thank you to Nick Van Sliders, my brother. He has really hit the theme song to this show, as well as all the songs and theme songs that come with this channel. Uh, please check out his uh, music videos playlist here. We produce all of his music. We're very proud of that partnership. All right, that brings us to the first segment and probably the most important segment that we do here. That would be fan traction. In this segment, we like to talk to you guys, the fans. We read out your comments from the week before. Uh, and heck, we read any comments we get if you post them on Discord or Facebook or whatever. Um, we also decide the horrible arena winner from last week. And we usually ask a question just to get the conversation going. So uh, this week, we got a fair amount of questions. Of course, a lot of them from our biggest friend, Kev Too Tall. Um, although Kev, really quickly before we get too far into this, 
if you're going to give a torrential amount of comments, and I mean an absolutely torrential amount of comments, we're totally happy with that. We don't have a problem with that. But please make a vote on the horrible arena. What are you <laughs> doing, man? Jeez. Uh, okay. So starting right off the bat, first comment was Kev Too Tall. All he said was, I love StarCraft. Yes. Uh, we did talk about StarCraft last, last week, uh, so that's ample. Then Phil Billy asked, actually asked a question that nobody really answered, uh, which was what were the things that he was expecting out of the next generation, if I'm wording that correctly, the things that you absolutely wanted, right? Yeah, like three things that make up your perfect ideal console, I guess. Right. And not to put words in your mouth, but you made the comment, so I have to read it. Your number one is fast load times with a big old fat exclamation point, especially in games where farming is a necessity. Then you said number two, the ability to purchase any game I desire regardless of exclusivity. And then number three, easy cross-platform play with friends. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much my three big ones. <laughs> well, since nobody else answered the question, Neil, what, what, what's your three big ones for the next gen? So definitely fast load times, 100%. Um, but another one uh, that's going to be kind of, I think, unique and a little bit out there is I would like peripherals that can either f be used for different things or like cables and attachments that are somewhat universal. So the move is like being made towards like USB-C connectors. We're moving away from the micro USB, like that sort of stuff. That's right. totally cool. And maybe further down the, the line, you know, maybe bring that a bit more. And I would also love expandable memory, easy expandable memory, something to where they have a bay that's literally right there, right next to your standard hard drive. You buy the hard drive, you slap it right in there. No need for externals and making sure that this speed is that and connected with this kind of USB cable and you got this god awful cable just hanging out on top of your console. It just looks bad. Well, but I I don't disagree with that. The only problem I have with that is you know that they're doing that for the next generation and they're going to be proprietary tech and they're going to cost like your right freaking testicle to get them. Right. Um, <laughs> and that, that scares me a little. I agree that they're cool. I just, I hope that third party creators are able to do stuff with that. Like, that's not what it's sounding like right now. I hope it's not just Xbox and Sony making those, those plug-in yeah. <laughs> uh, memories, you know? Right. Um, for me, uh, a lot of the things that I really would think is a necessity, I'm either definitely getting or not getting. Uh, of course, fast load times. I, I want loading screens to be done without a doubt. Um, cro uh, backwards and forwards compatibility was a big for me, and that is definitely coming with the Xbox, uh, kind of with the PlayStation, not as much so. Um, but the other ones that I definitely wanted that I'm not getting is, uh, you know, um, the fact that it's, it's making a lot of the hardware that I already have for my Xbox, um, you know, obsolete, which I hate it when that happens. So, yeah, but there's nothing I can do about that, but that would have been my third one, which would be, uh, all my hardware can work with the new hardware just fine. You know? Well, Microsoft um, is kind of dipping their toe into that realm with the, uh, elite version two. I mean, I think that 
I think that Microsoft has the right idea on a lot of things. I think that, uh, you know, Phil Billy pointed it out last week that it might not be the best business decision though. Um, I also think, but I, I also think that there's a lot of things that they could, I think that there's a lot of things that they're doing that they don't necessarily have to do in this gen, but they're just doing it to look good. And because of it, we all have to buy new hardware, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but we can't spend all our time on that question. It was a great question. Uh, so moving on, uh, Kev then commented, yes, Zach, a better PC will help export greatly, uh, probably speaking of my editing stuff, uh, in which case I said, oh, I know, probably by October I will be getting a new PC, gaming PC. Uh, then Kayla asked a question um, and voted, which is going to bring us into the horrible arena territory. Um, and it's also going to make me ask, answer a question. So she said, I can't wait to see the video of you guys building a PC. I feel it'll be highly entertaining. Kayla, we hope that we highly entertained everybody, but it is out right now. It came out two. Well, as we are recording it, it, it came out today at 2 PM. As you're hearing this on audio, it came out yesterday at 2 PM. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it came out Monday at 2 PM, but <laughs> The PC build video is out and we're very proud of it. I spent a ton of time editing that yesterday and I feel like it came out really good. I did some stuff with the edit that I've never done before, like four times and music overlays. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, Phil knocked it out of the park with the build. And there's still some real funny moments for everybody to laugh at, I think. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then she also said, Neil got me yet again this week with serial killers. Uh, so he gets my vote again. Sorry, I'm a typical white girl in that sense. <laughs> I then said, not according to Anchor, laugh out loud, referring to the fact that Anchor does not oh, yeah. email <laughs> listeners whatsoever. Um, <laughs> then I also said there were two things that if Neil had said them, I would have conceded instantly, but he did not say them. Uh, she then said, old man gaming, ooh, now I'm interested to know what it is he needed to say, laugh out loud. At which point I said, I don't want to slew things because I can't spell, it should have been skew, uh, the voting. I will try and remember and share on the podcast next week. Now, I don't remember them being two, so I'm probably forgetting at least some of it, but the thing that you definitely could have said to me is if you had gone more in depth in the mechanic in which win the serial killer and how the serial killer can kill because serial killers have this very like regimented modus operandi. They have to do a certain right. thing. They have to collect a trophy. They have to do that. So what I wanted to do is uh, what I would have said would have conceded is if that was the restriction on the killer, like the killer was super fast, he was super stealthy, but everybody he had to kill, he had to kill in the exact same way. Mm, yeah. That would have made that, it interesting. I would have, I would have immediately been all in. Like they can hunt you, but they're not as fast as stuff, but you can't kill them unless you can kill them in the exact same way that you killed everybody else. And like that would have opened up how you can kill the FBI is tricking them into a situation in which that's where you kill people, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so there was just something about that, that like, like that would have made me immediately concede to you. Uh, so there you go, Kayla. I don't know why I said two. Maybe that was a two-parter when I was originally thinking of it, but that, that was the thing that I would have conceded to. 
then back to Kev Too Tall. I think I'm just going to skip PS5 and Series X. Just invest in my PC and Steam games collection. Well, Kevin, seems like everybody's going that way. And I said, we are with you for the most part. Uh, he then said, wait, Phil doesn't know what time of day it is? The show is live. How does he not know? Or is this pre-recorded? I have been lied to again. Blasphemy. Heretics. Purge with great fire. At which point I said, when did we say it was live? Laugh out loud. Uh, he then said, Phil Billy is a teenage girl. I've been lied to again. Uh, Phil Billy said, I had you fool. <laughs> uh, Kev then said, uh, there are a lot of farming simulator games. One is called Farming Simulator. It has yearly editions with real farm equipment and everything. To which we said, uh, did we question how many farming games there are? I don't think we did. We knew there were a lot. Um, and mine's a doozy because I actually think I might get Phil to want to play mine. That's how good my farming uh, is. It's got to be good. It's I a tall it. order, but I, I came up with something really fun. Uh, Kev Tutal then said, it's a good news uh, versus bad news aspect at launch. You have to try and avoid all the bad news, which I don't know what that meant. He then said, Phil, welcome to the PC Master Race with a bunch of emoticons. Uh, then he said, such animosity in the bonus round, laugh out loud. I can see Zach's face as he realized what happened. I have, I have seen it before. And I said, it was a rough recording, Kev. He's referring to all my swears at the end of the, uh, in the bonus. Uh -huh. Phil Billy then voted on the horrible arena. He said, my vote goes to Zach simply because it's the closest thing I've heard to being able to truly play out a tabletop RPG game in video game form with the bad guy acting as the GM. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the idea. Uh, and then, uh, then Kev Tutal said, I remember uh, doing that Zach and everyone would team up on me because I was such a bad, this is referring to Starcraft because I was such a better play Ugh. because I was so much better because I played it so much at home and DR, that was one of our teachers wouldn't allow me to join the fundraising tournament. Josh, another schoolmate set up because nobody else would play if he was in it, laugh out loud, which is true. I, I very distinctly remember that they, they had to say Kev Tutal was not allowed to play uh, hmm. because <laughs> no one would join the fundraising tournament and we needed to join the fundraising tournament. Uh, so that's, that's all the crazy amount of comments we got. Uh, I am going to go ahead since the horrible arena is tied. I'm going to, I'm going to secede to Neil. I, I didn't really feel very confident on my pitch. I should have pitched the other thing that I had uh, for this one. And I think I would have won. Um, but I, I think Neil's was a little bit better than mine. So I'm going to go ahead and concede it in the interest of gentlemanly fairness. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It happens, everyone. Pussy. <laughs> I'm, I'm capable of it. I'm capable of it. Uh, so does anybody have a question they want to ask? Phil Billy got put on the spot last I, week, so we should, we should ask something. I, I got one. Oh, good. Go. Yeah, uh, so mine's definitely going to be, like, what is the worst enemy in any game that you've played? Like, be it Ooh. unfair, dumb, stupid design, anything along those lines. I know Zach's. Well, one of them. Wait, 
I'm there's gonna be wings. Gonna be wings. Yep. <laughs> yep. Damn straight. Anything that flies pisses me off immediately. Uh, okay. All right. Well, there's the question, guys. Uh, feel free to uh, answer that anywhere, and we will try and read it on the show next week. Horrible gaming podcast. All right, so that brings us to our next official, to- our first official top uh, talking point. Well, good start. Words. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they eluded me on that one. Um, so uh, a big story has been circulating right now, and that, that story is that the rumor is that next generation games are going to be $60 a pop uh, instead of the, I'm sorry, $70 a pop instead of the $60 they are now. This rumor started with NBA 2K whatever, uh, basically saying that uh, they're going to be a uh, $70 game right out the door. Uh, So let's talk about this. Guys, are we okay with this? Is this something that's all right, depending on how they do it? Uh, what's what's our thought process? You know, I'll I'll let Neil start us off, and then we'll go. You know, I was actually about to say, like, I'm going to have one of you guys – that one of you oh. guys at least go before me because okay. I have a lot okay. of things to say. All right, cool. <laughs> we'll really start us off then. All right. So in my opinion, what they should do is because all these games have DLC or packs that you buy or whatever going on that you're paying for the game even after you paid for the game. Like in my opinion, what they should do is and and this sounds stupid, but when you're paying sixty dollars for a game now, you're not really paying sixty dollars for a game. By the if you play all that game has to offer, you're probably on most games paying like close to a hundred bucks. So either I think they need to either raise the prices and don't do any of the you know, you when you buy that game for X dollars, it comes with the DLCs and the support the game is gonna get. Or you make the games completely free and and charge for every single you you know what i mean like I for all the saying. dlcs all the you know uh, maybe not patches cuz that's like just support, the, the very but, um, basic the very basic experience is free and then it's just like 10 dollars every time they add something yeah and i think that's the answer because i don't think the other way will ever happen i don't think these not uh, yeah microtransactions i guess you could call them that i don't think they're going anywhere you know well i mean what you're defining is kind of a microtransaction as well yeah yeah that's what i'm saying i see what you're saying like make the microtransaction a little bit more um uh just justified i guess yeah okay And, and make and that way that way no one can, in my opinion, you can't complain because you're going to get out of that game what you're willing to put pay into it, I guess. Okay. You know, well. so so if, you're, if you just want to play the base experience, then I guess you're in luck because the game's free in that sense, but you're not going to get anything else out of it, I guess. I, I am... I'm very I, – I've got some thoughts on that, but I want to give Neil a chance to talk to uh, before I go into it. So, Neil, what are your thoughts? All right. So, at, at first, I was really – I was reading the article about their – for 
2K21, they're going to be charging $70 for the next-gen version. Or they can besmirch the name of Kobe Bryant, who has only been gone for how many months now? Only right, four right. or so. By using the doing the, the Black Mamba edition for $100, <laughs> you can get the current-gen version of the game and then get the upgrade for the next gen whenever it comes out but i'm sure there's going to be limitations it has to be like the digital version it can't be a disc version and then depending on what console you end up getting you're going to be locking yourself into what console you can physically buy based off of that initial purchase right um and then you know thinking about this more it's like they're testing the waters they are the guinea pigs. Mm. They're the ones who are going to go out and say, oh, they're going to be 70 bucks. Now, I'm assuming people are still going to buy it for $70 anyways. Begrudgingly, be it, but they're still going to do it. So then this is going to be adapted en masse by a lot of other developers and games that used to cost like the mid-tier games that we spend 40 on now are going to bump up to 50. The $60 games that we're looking at are going to jump up to 70. And I felt that this is a thing that's been coming for a while, but right. the problem is the microtransactions had always been, well, you know, games cost more. We have to offset the cost. So here are microtransactions, and this is how we keep games at $60. I guarantee you 100% these games are still going to have microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. not going to just like, oh, well, it's 10 extra dollars now. We'll just, you know, take out the microtransactions and call it a day because we're never going right. to need them. Right. They make too much money off of these microtransactions to walk away. So now they are just abandoning all logic that they've used for microtransactions in the first place and just smeared a non-statement on it of, oh, well, new computer do much good better. <laughs> and that's and like that's it. it like we know that games cost a lot to make we know it's not easy we know there's overhead stuff like that i'm not complaining about that but what gets me is they're changing the the reasoning for these games like the microtransactions in games constantly oh it's this oh it's that whatever suits their need as it is now am i gonna spend six seventy dollars on games when they come out now probably I mean, let's, let's be yeah. real here. Yeah. I, we're all going to roll our eyes on it. But then at the same time, this also It's the same thing as rolling your eyes to buy a new console or a new TV or exactly. even a new PC. Exactly. You're going to do it because you're a you're, gamer. Right. You're going to be pissed, but, but you're going to do it. At the same time, though, this, this opens up the door or makes an even better argument for something like Games Pass. 100%. So now... Games Pass is that much more worth it. Now, yep. with whether or not they're going to say, oh, well, you know, these games are going to cost more now, so we're going to get five bucks extra a month out of you for it, and then we're going to roll our eyes at that too, but again, we're just going to take it. I mean, It'll still be a better value. Right, it's still going to be a better yeah. value, but we don't have much recourse in how it's happening. I just... I think one of my biggest hangups is the fact that they're using Kobe Bryant's name more than anything right. for this. The, the worst possible PR sort of like business tactic BS out there. And then they're yeah. like, you know, like oh, love yeah. or hate 
Kobe Bryant, it's kind of messed up to use a dead person to do something. Right. And it's not, it's, it's fresh, still fresh in our minds. Right. I don't even like watch basketball or care right. about basketball, right. Neither do I, but it's but... somebody's legacy, somebody's name. And right. they haven't been gone for that long. I just think the whole thing is just aggravating and right. frustrating, but there's nothing that we can do about it. You know, you know, as far as the dead person is involved, I agree on that front. I mean, it would be just as, as effed up as it was like Jeffrey Epstein or something, you know, like anybody <laughs> who's dead recently should not be on the cover of like a special edition that you're going to use to sell for more money. Like it just, it just shouldn't. Um, I'm sorry, but what would the Epstein edition of a game look like? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. I, come on, guys. <laughs> I haven't even got my points out. Dude. We're on a freaking timer because of Zoom, and you guys are <laughs> making me try and digress into jokes. Uh, in, in any case, <laughs> I think that it's deplorable. Aside from him, them using his name, I think it's absolutely deplorable that when all, almost all the other companies are saying you will get to upgrade for free, uh, 2K comes out and says, oh, no, we're, we're better than that. Yeah. We're worth more as a yeah. basketball game. That is the height of arrogance, and it's shameful. Even EA, the evilest company out there, as voted by the people, uh, those – those guys are saying you can upgrade Madden for free. Like, and 2K is like, nah, screw them. Like, that's ridiculous to me. Uh, as far <laughs> as the $70 game thing goes, first of all, I think you both made really interesting points. I, I like some of the things you said, Phil, about your correction. Uh, I, I, I don't mind the price going up. I really don't. But what I mind is where it's going and why it's going up is the price going up because uh, you need to pay your underpaid workers more is the price going up so that you can make it so that they don't have to work a hundred hour work weeks for two months straight to get these games out the door is the price going up so that you can put uh, better. Uh, this is something Neil brought up that I kind of kiboshed. I'm not trying to steal the thunder, but is the price going to put up better like ways to stop abuse and harassment in the workplace? No, it's not. It's going to go into people like Randy Pitchford's pocket. And that's what bothers mm -hmm. me about it. If you were saying, oh, we're going to raise $70, we're going to raise it $70 and we're going to make the, 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 the industry better, then I'm all for it. But that's not what's happening. Uh, and that's something that bothers me. Like I understand that these games take a lot to make. They cost more than major movies to make. It's something that people, the normal people out there don't understand. They cost more than most blockbusters do to make. Um, they make more than those blockbusters and they're not even getting the right price. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, so I, I, I don't necessarily mind the $70 pitch. I just, I'm bothered by the idea of it not going anywhere but into somebody's pocket to buy a golf course. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, um, I, I, would, I, I like the idea behind the $10, just pay $10 every time something new comes out, but the game is free. I like the idea behind that. It would drive me nuts. 
um, to have to spend that. I, personally, if I, in a perfect world, which we don't live in, in a perfect world, if I had to choose, I would say just make the game price relevant on how many hours I'm going to get to play it. Yeah. Like, you know, like they, you've got a budget title right now coming out for Star Wars that's $40. And that's perfect. If, if I got to pay $70 and I'm going to play a game like Skyrim that has 500 hours in it, okay, fine. I'll even pay 80 for that. If you can tell me that I'm never going to need to play another fantasy game ever, sure. Uh, but, but like the standardized pricing doesn't really work for anybody involved. So there needs to be a correction there. It's just the problem is the people in charge of making the correction uh, don't care about the workers and they don't care about us. Yeah. In, in regards to the microtransaction thing too, those things are insidious. Like I, they, they're designed in such a way to make you feel like you're spending less money and you are there in the now, but if you take the amount of money that you're spending on these microtransactions for these games and spreading it out and you look at the total that you spend in more cases than not, you're usually spending more than 60, $70. Just well, an example. That, oh, go ahead. That's what I was saying, Neil, is yeah. my point was you're doing that now on top of buying the $60 game. So, my attitude is either just do that or just raise the price of the games and knock that crap off. But they're not going to knock that crap off. No. You know and what it, I mean? Yeah. And it unfortunately raises another issue in that uh, you have to have constant development on a game if you're mm -hmm. constantly putting out content for that. So that leads to crunch continuing after a game launches. and as we all pretty well know at this point, that crunch is a horrible, horrible blight that touches almost all games out there right now. And with everything going on in the industry as a whole in regards to that and other abuses, I don't think that we need another, especially a major title out there, a major yearly title as it is, to have microtransactions funneled even more into them to support the game as a whole. I mean, if it was, if, if it was, it's a tough, it's a tough situation. And, and I don't necessarily agree that all microtransactions are completely and 100% evil. I, I, I don't mind paying no. DLCs. I don't mind paying for extra content. I like extending the life of my games um, for, for a minimal fee. It's when they get into those, like, just, you got to pay every time some comes out or you, you have to spend so much money to stay on part. Like, like really yeah. the height of it was the loot boxes in battlefront, I think, or the pay to win in battlefront was like absolutely the, the height of the worst example of microtransactions. That's when it gets real bad. I, I don't mind you giving me more things to do with my game after the release of it and wanting a fee for it. I don't mind that at all, but it's, it's tough because they've now gotten into this level. And I think this is basically both what you're saying. Uh, they've gotten into this level where they're not giving you the full game. And then the DLC is like, Hey, here's some extra stuff to do that you can pay for if you want to. Uh, it's more like they're giving you most of the game and saying, well, it'll be continued in the DLC that you got to pay for, you know? And that's right. That's the problem is they're shaving more and more off the games and putting more of it more into the pay, pay DLC. 
uh, which gets us in the, and, and if they could raise it to $70 and be done with that, I'd be all right with it. But I just don't, I don't necessarily see that happening. Can, can I throw out an example of something that is kind of like what I have in my mind? So I want to use this game as an example, not, don't get me wrong. It's not because I'm like praising this company or anything, but okay. So Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone, which is their battle royale, is free to play, right? Uh-huh. Someone like me, I have never spent a dime on this game, but this is what I'm talking about. Like, I know at least 10 people that like every week this game drops these like anywhere from 10 to $18 packs and they'll come with like two custom weapons and some bullshit like clothing or like a different character skin or whatever to wear. And yeah, cosmetics. And these people buy that shit up. Like, so you're talking, if I know I play with 10 people and five or six out of those 10 people buy one of those at least once a month, at least. So let's say it's 10 bucks, a cheap one. That's, that's what, that's a hundred bucks. Just the people I know. Right. That are, that are paying a month for this free game. Right. That is what I'm talking about, why I don't think games need to cost more, because they're making way more than you would have made charging $60 to pay or to play uh, Warzone, you know? Like, that's what I think, like, if they want to make more money, which the industry we're in, or, or the world we're in, that's what it's all about. It's all about money. It doesn't matter if you're talking about video games or anything else right right so give us the choice and then the only other thing i wanted to say regarding what you guys talked about with crunch and this is gonna make me the bad guy for saying this so i'm not saying that crunch is bad or or crunch is good what i all i want to say is any industry has crunch it's part of life I work on cars for a living. My boss has millions of dollars that he spends on stupid vehicles or whatnot whenever he wants. But I could have a car that didn't have parts that's supposed to go tomorrow. The parts come in. Guess what? Guess who's under crunch? I have to get that thing out. Is it my fault that it wasn't done ahead of time? No, but it's my problem now. So I'm not saying that crunch is a good thing, but I'm saying that I I get tired of hearing everyone talking about it in the gaming industry, acting like it's this small problem. No, it's everywhere. So stop complaining about it. Like that's your job. It sucks. It's really bad, but everyone has to deal with it. It's just life. Like I'm not defending it. I hate it. I, okay. I I agree with some of that. I, I think that every industry has crunch and you're 100% right about that. I think there is a level of crunch that is too much though. 
And I think that some of these companies put their employees under too much crunch. And that personally is unethical. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that crunch doesn't happen. I mean, hell, Neil just went through Father's Day weekend. He works in the restaurant business. That business that's his crunch. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we all have that crunch, uh, but still, there's a there's an acceptable level of crunch. And I think that there are a lot of game companies that uh, push those boundaries too far. Is what I'm saying. I think what? there's a lot of companies, period, that push it too far. That's, That's my problem. I hate when people say that there's a lot of game companies. There's just a lot of companies because the world is just about money, numbers, and due dates. That's all this world is about. You well, know? What I'll say about the crunch thing is crunch is unavoidable. Well, to some degree, let's say it that way, because there is a crunch that is led by the management of these companies. They are the ones, the management and the shareholders who want their money. They want to see this game launched on this date and they will move heaven and earth to get it done. That is unfortunate. No game has to be locked into any arbitrary date or else it's just not going to work. And that's when people get locked into this crunch that's unnecessary. And it's Well, and they shouldn't even give the dates. I mean, we talked about right. that last week. Like just don't but, give the fucking dates. Right. Know? But <laughs> yeah. crunch uh, crunch has been it, it's not uh, a thing that happens like oh, well, we're under a time constraint because of these reasons. It is something that that occurs so often that there are companies that refer to crunch, like people leaving because of crunch as stress casualties. Right, right. Like those, like if you have to build that into your business model, I think there's something wrong. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with working under pressure or having right. a, a due date that you have to meet or having circumstances that fall outside of your control. Right. And but, I, I agree with Phil on the fact that everybody's got crunch. I, I yeah. think that, I think that too, I think that if you ask people, there are plenty of good game companies out there, they still have crunch. And I think that the people there are still like, hey, it's crunch and you just deal with it. You know, I think there's still though, companies that are making these people work like 100 hours a week. It's just not acceptable amount of crunch on people when you're, when you're, when you're doing that to them. And I think yeah. that's, that's when it gets bad, when it gets excessive. I, I agree. I think that there's, I, I, there is crunch. I don't think it's right. I think you're right that our society is unfortunately built around the idea of money. And once you realize that you kind of see what everything makes, everything makes sense, but there still has to be a level where you say, okay, you can't do this mainly because it's going to hurt your bottom line. These crunches are going to cause the industry to actually like kind of collapse on itself if it gets too far because people will start to strike or they'll start to unionize. And then, then these companies are going to be in real, real, real deep water. And yeah, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive no. to it. I'm just saying like, I hear it so much in this particular industry that it's like, it just starts to weigh on me because it's like, Oh, I, I deal with that shit too, you know? No, and I, <laughs> I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. I, I completely understand what you're saying. It, it does. I think, though, that there's still a level of somebody has to say something about the ones that are too bad or they won't ever not be bad, you know? Yeah. 
and right. and and that but I, I see what you're saying I, I don't necessarily disagree with it at all i don't disagree with it at all still if you could tell me that for 70 dollars you'd get an acceptable amount of crunch you know i would be much more amenable to giving you my 70 dollars but i don't think any of that's going to change is the problem yeah. I, I mean if- i don't think any of that's going to change until something uh borderline violent happens in the industry and that's unfortunate for everybody involved i mean yeah even if they were to come out and say, if they were even just to lie to us and say, hey, $70 games, there's going to be less microtransactions, not even no microtransactions. It's say, hey, we're going to charge $70. We're going to back off on some of our overworking of our employees because we know it's a problem. If they even were to say it in that way to make it sound like it's something that they're doing to help people. Right. But like they, they aren't and they won't. Well, and that's, that's a big problem too because it's the way 2K21 is doing this is right. like bold-faced dickery, which is just – it's just kind of crazy, especially in this day and age when you've got everybody so sensitive, you know what I mean? Uh, and not even, not even necessarily unrightfully so. They're sensitive because, you know, we've had pandemics and riots and all sorts of stuff, you know? And dogs barking in the <laughs> podcast while we're trying to record. It happens. It happens. People get stressed out about it. I'm just glad yeah. it's not my dog for once. <laughs> oh, it's the Phil's dog? Yeah, that's yeah, my that's dog. Not, yeah. Yay. Yay. I didn't know. I immediately thought it was Neil's dog. Like, <laughs> immediately. I was like, Neil's pets. They're always no, common. You would have heard me the second there was a bark. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Especially in your, your PUI state. Um, yes. All right. All right. So I think I think we've spent enough time on the Nobody's $70. gonna know what that means. No. Maybe. Not maybe. 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 Uh I think we've spent enough time on the seventy dollars. Is everybody good to move on? Yeah. To happier yeah, happier fields. Horrible gaming podcast. All right, so a little bit more of a fun topic for our second talking point, and that would be Xbox has finally announced the date of their July first-party showcase. This is supposedly the uh, counterpunch, I guess you'd call, to uh, PS5's uh, whatever you call it showcase. Was that a call to showcase, too? I don't know. Um, but whatever, the, the whole PS5 announcement uh, last month. So... What are we predicting is going to happen? What are we going to see? There's a lot of rumors floating around. I mean, we all know we're going to see Halo Infinite, but it's a first-party showcase. What do they need to show here? Uh, you know what? I, I'll hand it over to you first, Neil, since you gave it to Phil last time. So I'm, I'm going to say, obviously, we know we're going to see Halo Infinite. And I, like you just yep. said, they've, already, they've been hyping this up for a while. Yep. And... Uh, I also don't know if we have clarification yet. I don't know if anyone saw in our Discord, but I had shared uh, something that Halo had, the, the Halo on Facebook, their, their page had shared that Halo Infinite will be coming in 2021. Oh, I saw that. That, I don't know I if that, that, that was post. Yeah. I don't know if that was in reference to like the PC version is coming in 2021 because of how it was worded. I really hope not. Well, uh, before we get into the fun of saying the games that we think are going to come, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to throw out there if they're 
if their first point is a release date for Halo Infinite and it's anything that doesn't end in a 2-0, they're in hot water. Yeah, for because sure. Because the, the on one that. thing, the one thing Sony has on them the one thing Sony's always had on them is the games. People like their games more. I don't necessarily, but most people do. So the this is this is it. You have to fight the games. You have to at least punch even with their games. Like that's absolutely what you have to do to stay on par with Sony. And if the first thing you say is the game that you've been hyping as a launch title is going to come four months after the the system comes out, then yeah, you're you're effed three ways yeah. till Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm hoping I'll, I'll, that's a rumor. Yeah. I, I, I'm hoping that that comes down to just like me misreading or it being a grammatical thing more so than them low key saying that it's coming out right. 2021, not 2020. Right. Um, but uh, honestly, the only real things that I have is, is that for sure. Um, okay. I also have this horrible feeling I I hope that this is not the fact. I hope I am so wrong, but I have this terrible feeling that Fable is not going to show up at the show. I they they've made like loose allusions to it, but then they had the Twitter handles for okay. the actual Fable. So we had the Fable the Fable Twitter handle showed up. Yeah, and they with the perfect start one. They re upped yeah. the trademark, which is yeah. what you're about to say. Yeah. Uh, but, so there's there's just no world if they don't announce Fable at this show, that's their second biggest mistake. First biggest mistake is saying Halo isn't coming until after the new year. Second biggest mistake would be no Fable announcement. There has to be Fable here. Everybody yeah. thinks Fable's going to be here. Everybody thinks Fable's going to be here. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm in the same boat. I think it's going to be there. However, I'm going to say, like, I would not be surprised if it's not there also. Oh, negative. Like, I, 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 hope I'm, I hope it's I'm there. I hope I'm mind. so wrong. I'm um, keeping that open mind. I'm keeping the open mind. I'm staying positive. We're going to see Halo Infinite. It's going to be a, a release date this year. I don't really care about that, but it'll be good for Xbox. And we're going to see Fable, and we're going to see Perfect Dark. I wonder. I hope you're right, Zach, but I have the same oh. feeling Neil does. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Well, I'll say this right now. You know, I, I know I get accused of being an Xbox fanboy often. I'm going to say right now, if Xbox does not show at least two out of the three games I've just mentioned, uh, then they deserve to lose. They've mismanaged it again. And yeah. Uh, all the faith that I have had in Phil Spencer and Aaron Greenberg will evaporate in the course of one sitting viewing. Um, I mean, I'm, in a way, it doesn't matter. I'm going PC on a lot of fronts, but just from the standpoint of watching the two companies and the fact that I still like Xbox's practices seem to be a little bit more people forward than sony's so i kind of want to see them do good and if they don't do that then they they really man if they just show grounded again it's it's not going to be good it's not going to be good it's not going to be good for anybody they need see, to come with some strong stuff and it needs to be more than setsuo's sacrifice yeah and i think that they have to because Senos, they've all sorry. yeah because sony's already shown off their boxes 
They have yeah. to, they've already said that the uh, Lockhart is not going to be shown until August, I believe it is. Well, they so, haven't directly said it, but that's the rumor. Yeah. Like, so there's they've that. They said that they're not showing any boxes at this showcase, which is a freaking mistake, but that's fine. See, they, they have to at least then have a price. They need right. to have the price. They need to do they, – they cannot wait anymore. They have nothing else unless they are that confident in their games. Sony has absolutely dominated all aspects of the conversation up until this point. They have to have something. Well, if they're confident in their games, they need to show their games. Like right. that's, that's my thing. Like you need to show what you're confident in. And if they don't have the games, then you're 100% right. We need to see Lockhart and we need to see those prices be 300 and $200. Like something ridiculous, like something ridiculous. Because if you don't have the games, that's the only way you're going to get people. And yeah. if they are confident in their games, then that's what we need to see. But that's what they're saying. That's what they've been saying. This is a game showcase. They're confident in the games. It's first-party games. It's all first-party Xbox stuff. It needs to be more than Minecraft Dungeons DLC. Like, it just needs to be more than that. Uh, they, they have some redemption, redemption from their uh, – um, was it May? It was May. From their May showing, they need to, they need to show some good games. They just do. I mean, we're getting into that period of time as well. Like, they made all of those acquisitions of studios. Yeah. It's been about two, three years or so now. So we should start seeing fruits of that labor. And yes. I'm going to assume we're going to see that here at this show. But it may wind up being a lot of new IP stuff, which – Okay, but new IP is always a lot of question marks. You can get people hype with a trailer all day, every day, but if nobody knows what it is that they're getting into, especially planning your flag in this being the showcase where you have Halo Infinite and, fingers crossed, hopefully Fable 4, you're going to also put these other mystery games in with that. I like They must really be confident in what it is that they have to show. Right. I just... I well, don't I share give, that same confidence. I want to give Phil a chance to chime in, but yeah. I do want to say I would be more okay with the new IPs than you are. They just need to show me really good new IP. Like if that's the route they want to take and they're like, hey, we're starting fresh. We're showing you all this good shit from great companies right off the bat. They're all going to be new stuff. Fine. But you got to show me some magic, you know? Yeah. Uh, Phil, what are your thoughts? Um, like I said, I – I hope that we, I think we all agree on what they need to do. Yeah. Definitely. I just, I just am nervous that, uh, that they're not going to do it right. I don't think they're going to give a price. I, I think they're yeah, waiting that's not for happening. Sony to drop a price. Yep. Um, so they can, uh, undercut it because I think, I think that was always their plan, but I think it, because, the way I see it, I, I, I'm not an expert, but I, I think, unfortunately, they're losing to Sony as of this moment. Um, so I think that e they need to undercut Sony, I think. Well, and and I, I think they know that, and I think that was always kind of their plan. Well, and I, I think you're right about that. I've said uh, repeatedly on this podcast, I think that this has been a chicken match, that both companies have been waiting to see what the other one's going to 
put at and it's hurting everybody involved because nobody's willing to just say a price. But I think Sony has capitalized on that chicken match. They've been like, okay, you're going to not announce the price. Fine. We're going to force you into a position where if you don't announce the price, you you're going to look like your system's worse, you know, even though it's not, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think Sony has just for the last two months played this really well as far as a comeback. Cause I think Xbox was winning completely winning up until the last two months. And now it's all Sony. And I think Xbox needs to show something. And if they want to counter on games, they got to show games. I do want to make one crazy prediction before we move on though. Ooh, tinfoil. Yeah, I know. I really wanted to say this. I've been thinking about this. This Yeah, this is definitely a tinfoil prediction. Not a bad one though. So uh, Microsoft owns Obsidian now, right? Um, We actually know that Outer Worlds has been has started working on DLC for it. Like Obsidian has started working on DLC for Outer Worlds. Um, I want to say, I think one of the surprise announcements at this first party showcase will be an expansion for Outer Worlds and it will be Games Pass exclusive, timed exclusivity. I can get behind that. So it's, yeah. they're going to they're announce it because they can't keep it completely exclusive because Outer Worlds is everywhere and they actually produced through private, uh, private division uh, when they made that game before they got bought out. Um, but they're bought out now. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to be like, okay, we're going to release this expanded DLC uh, and it's going to be Xbox Game Pass exclusive for the first six months. That's one of the things I think we're going to see right off the bat. And I think, I think it's going to work perfectly with like, well, Outer Worlds will automatically be forwards compatible with the new system. And you'll, you can play this new expansion in 4K on the new system. That's what I think. Now, are we going to go that next step further and say, and it's available now? I don't know if it'll be available now, but that would be great. Because I don't think that they were ever working on DLC for that game. I think that, D- that game did so well that they were like, okay, let's do DLC. I think they did the DLC the right way, which is the way it used to be done, which is the DLC reflected how game well the game did, not just there was always DLC planned, you know? Yeah. Because uh, when they first released it, they were like, we don't even know if we're going to do DLC. And then it was like a Game of the Year nomination. And, they, and then they were like, all right, we're going to do some DLC. So I, and I, that's the way I like it because that means like, hey, we're going to make you some more stuff for this game because you liked it so much, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, anything else to add? We'll just have a quick segment there because I want to get to odds and ends today. No, I think that's about it. Bill, you got anything else? No, I think I'm good. All right, good. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to odds and ends. Uh, This is the segment we like to do where we just kind of collect newsworthy bits that we like to talk about in this segment. Uh, Just stuff that isn't worth a whole segment, but we just want to like mention and put out there in the world. Um, so I've got a ton this week and nobody else has any, so I'm kind of proud of myself because I think that's the first time that's ever happened that I've been prepared and nobody else has been. Um, Gold star. (laughs) Yeah, right? So I'm going to start off with the biggest one. The biggest one that broke today. This is breaking news, by the way. Breaking news. So we all know that WB, uh, their game studio, has been up for sale, right? Yeah. Um, Guess who's interested in buying them? I heard at one point EA was. Yeah, that's not who I'm about to talk about. Oh, jeez. I haven't heard any. Bill Spencer picked up the phone. Really? 
there, there, it has been said that uh, there is serious interest in Xbox Game Studios purchasing WB Games, uh, which I'm going to tell you right now, if you want a big win for Microsoft, making all future Batman games, Microsoft would be a pretty big win. So that way they'd have their own exclusives. Oh yeah, they'd have their. They would. They would have not just exclusives. They would hold licenses. They would and hold that license is huge. exclusives. Yeah, they that is hold, massive. They would hold Batman Justice League. They would hold Mad Max. Like all of those, anything that's Warner Brothers licensed would be theirs. The Lord of the Rings games. The, yeah, the Lord of the Rings Shadow, the Shadows of Mordor's. Yeah, yeah, those are all. Those would all be Microsoft's. And if you want to go from having no first-party exclusives to having some pretty badass narrative first-party exclusives, that would be the way to go. That, that it would. Um, okay, so the other thing is I finally got around to watching the last Outrider broadcast, uh, which was, I think, about four days ago, five days ago. Um, uh, I really liked what they showed us. Uh, I know that you probably didn't check it out, Neil, because I didn't make you. <laughs> you would be correct i don't think phil had time we were too busy i didn't have TV. time yet I, yeah i literally got to watch it like right before my wife got home today so um and i didn't watch all of it i just watched uh their main like gameplay reveal they basically showed uh how you'll move through the world uh and how side quests and stuff will work with maps and whatnot and for the most part it's very uh uh, it's very much like the other games of that genre where you kind of have you have a series of hub worlds and that's where you collect your missions and your bounties and stuff and then you go out in the maps to do them. The thing that I found really cool is the way they're defining they have kind of like an area where there's a bunch of human settlements where you have the hubs and then battle maps and stuff like that. But you have this like other area where the outriders can just take their badass truck into um, and then they set up their own like little hub wherever they park. Uh, kind of uh, it, what it reminded me of, and this won't be a reference for Phil to get, but Neil, you'll get it. Um, Dragon's Age, when you would go to camp, and then the camp would just be like a little town where you could talk to your people and buy stuff. I never played Dragon Age. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but you could do So in Dragon's Age, you couldn't like – especially the first one you couldn't actually like travel from one place to another like it wasn't like you could just walk there it would go to this overworld map and then you could actually just like stop and camp and then it would take you into this little camp area where all your people would just be hanging out you could talk to them and you'd have these traveling merchants that would travel with you and you could just buy stuff from them um that's kind of what it looked like and i thought that was really cool uh, they also showed off a deep dive on the Pyromancer, which is probably not going to be my class, but I, I really love how that game does abilities. And I'm, I'm really kind of pushing my chips in towards those abilities because I, I feel like if they do that right, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, next, uh, Ubisoft Forward is coming out next. Uh, what is it? Today's the 6th. Six days from today on the 12th. I can't remember what day that would be. But... Ubisoft Forward is going to be out. I'm very excited about that. Is anybody else? Um, so kind of-ish, but yeah. uh, given everything that's going on with them right now, it's, it's yeah. kind of 
it's kind of soured yeah. the conversation about them. I'll be uh, interested one... to see if they address it in any sort of way, which they probably won't. But well, and just to let everybody else out there know, I Neil actually had brought up the whole abuse and sexual allegation scandal stuff that's going on in Ubisoft right now as a potential talking point topic. I put the kibosh on it because it was a little bit too dark. Uh, so you guys can all yell at me, not Neil. But well, uh, yeah. uh, one thing I do want to say on that subject, uh, I absolutely adore Yves Guillermont. I never pronounced his name right. I'm sorry, but the CEO. And it appears that he is in no way, shape, or form involved, which is really nice. Uh, I'm <laughs> very afraid that we're going to get that memo one of these days where he is involved. But uh, so far, he is all about like, taking down the people inside his company who have been doing this. So I'm just glad none of it's connected to him yet. Like every day I cross my fingers that it's not going to come out that he did anything terrible, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the games front, directly on the games front, I think Ubisoft, especially with this stuff going on, needs to get the narrative back where they want it, which is the games. And to do that, we need to see without a doubt, release dates for some of these delayed games. So I'm hoping we get a release date for Watch Dogs Legion, and it's soon. I'm hoping we get a release date for, uh, or at least a release window for Gods and Monsters. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's my big take on that. I just, I, I hope that we don't get in a position with this show that... Uh, that uh what's it called uh blizzard was in last year i think it was where they got all that heat mm. for somebody speaking out yeah. against everything that was going on in the china chinese thing the, yeah and and then they had to go up on stage at blizzcon and be like hey so yeah we did a thing and it wasn't cool but guess what we have Right. We have games. Right. Like I, I and I really hope Well, that, what do you think they should do? I mean, they have to approach this, right? Like they uh, like I don't like do you, you know think what? they should talk about it at their like they've had Ubisoft Forward going forever. They have to do some sort of briefing to make up for the lack of E three. I I don't see how they can they definitely can't take the stage and be like, Hey, a bunch of our guys raped women. Let's uh, talk about video games. Like, I, I, you know what? But no, ignoring it, it seems wrong too. So, like, I don't especially know. Especially given that it's a pre-recorded thing, uh, right? I, I, and it's still ongoing. That's the biggest thing right, right now. Like, you can't get on the stage and say anything or make an apology. Right. If you make an apology, it's just right. a broad, sweeping one to where it doesn't cover everything that may or may not come out. Right. And so, you don't know what's going on. I, I think right. they have to do the thing. And if they get, you know, backlash for it, they just got to take their licks, you know, because you can't not show your games. You can't not do your briefing. You can't go up there and just talk about it. You gotta just show the games and look insensitive. I, I hate to say that, but I think they have to until they know, right, the full level of what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. I honestly I think that is the best position that they could take. As horrible as it is from them as a company, front facing towards us consumers, the first time in the public eye since this has all been going on, they can't really address it until it's done and over with. And then afterwards, yeah. if they want to go ahead and do what they're going to do, that's fine. But uh, I just hope they don't parade stuff out that's like right. just started. Yeah. 
to in development because they feel like they have to make up for something like everybody's you know that's thinking fair. that games yeah. are the good band-aid to slap on this i think i yeah that's that's tough this is a real tough situation it sucks yeah. too because i've i've always loved ubisoft I used to watch Warriors Den, which is their like weekly For Honor podcast, and they just all look so happy to work there. It just blows my mind that this kind of stuff was going on there anywhere, you know? And it's a big company. Stuff like that's probably going on in every company, I hate to say. Yeah, Unfortunately, I'm sure. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's still, it's, it's nothing you want to hear, and it's not good. It's never good. So... Um, so just moving on to something, just a couple more things I want to throw out there All right. uh, that are happier. Um, I keep trying to bring it back to happy. It just doesn't work. Um, I'm sorry. It's no, awful. you're fine, man. <laughs> um, Ninjala released for Switch, Nintendo Switch. It is a completely free-to-play game that is, for better or for worse, one of the most unique experiences I have had in this year in gaming. I still don't even know if I like it, but it's actually free to play and it's still AAA quality. I urge people to go out and check it out and try it if you're on Switch. Uh, it is a multiplayer um, and it is a, I guess the best way to describe it is like a fighting game, kind of akin to like what a 3D Smash Brothers would be. It's very strange, very weird, uh, <laughs> but it, it's very unique and interesting. Uh, and so just want to throw that out there that it's free to play on switch and switch doesn't have a lot of free to play small games like that. Uh, so just throwing that out there. Um, and then I also want to say anybody looking for a game to play on PC, it's coming out soon. And I think it's actually going to get a console release, but, Oh, I can't wait for this. Uh Oh, I think I'm talking about the wrong thing. Oh. <laughs> there's no way there's no way phil's heard about what i'm about to talk about one's excited uh, one's confused and one yeah, doesn't know what's happening yeah maybe <laughs> he's got an odds and ends secret that he doesn't know uh, quantum league go look at a trailer for that game just look at gameplay for that game there's gameplay videos of quantum league out there it is the most interesting weird different first person shooter that i've ever seen in my life and i cannot wait to try it uh so just just go check it out it's the weirdest thing uh, I can't even begin to describe it. Just go find a, a trailer. What did you think I was going to say, Phil? I thought you were talking about that one that we had talked about. Oh, yeah! Is a PlayStation exclusive that we thought was never going to hit. Yeah, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC on August 7th. Yeah, yes, I that's saw That's the one the... I'm really excited about because yeah. that'll probably be the first game <laughs> that I buy for this <laughs> new rig that I got. No. Yeah, I am telling you, you will not be disappointed. And if you enjoy Monster Hunter, which I know you do, oh, yeah, it is I do. right. It is right up your alley. And I'll say, I'm not a big fan of those types of games. I adore, I adore Horizon you know, Zero Dawn. We gotta get I've you been... to play like we gotta get you to play like four or five hours of Monster Hunter. And then if you're not hooked, that's fine. But we got we gotta get you to try. We gotta do it on the show. I'm gonna set something up where you come over and. We'll do it like a mini, a mini let astray one time shot, where where you come over and that'd I, be cool. But yeah, because you need to try Monster Hunter World. Give it a good, a good proper try because I think you'd like it if you gave it a long enough. But uh, uh, we gotta, I would be willing. <laughs> well, good, good. I'm glad. Um, we gotta wrap this one up. So uh, yeah, we're gonna go to Horrible Arena if everybody's good. Yep. Yeah, I'm good. Mm -hmm.
Horrible Gaming Podcast. And here we are, the end of the show, the main event, what you guys have all been waiting for, the Horrible Arena. That's where we, the co-hosts, we are each going to pitch a game to you guys. We're going to pitch the developer. We are going to pitch the title of the game. We are going to pitch what the game is. And then you guys get to take to all the places, Discord, the comments below, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you want to tell us, and you tell us which one you would spend your hard-earned money on, and that one will get the big victory next week when we announce it on the show. Now, we have to pitch based on pre-existing criteria. Those That pre-existing criteria, we take turns on picking what it's going to be. Last week, I got to pick, and I picked Farming Simulator for this week. So, with that said, the Quantum Toy has been tossed. Neil, you have the floor. Give us your pitch, boss. All right, so my game will be called Project Solar, and it will be done by EA. Maxis, actually. Um, Maxis is still around. Yes, that's the second time I've done this. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Project Solar is going to be a farming game in which you have an entire solar system and you take each of the ecosystems on each of the planets in this solar system and you cultivate various things, be it agriculture, uh, be it production, or be it uh, like livestock. And you cultivate those, but you set up trade between the different planets within your solar system so you have your own trade routes between different things maybe one hot planet likes the stuff that's on a cool more temperate sort of planet or something along those lines maybe the the submarines used in a mostly water-covered planet are made in a a planet that's got a crazy iron core that they use to make them. Um, but the whole game would be you just building essentially your empire of trade between these different planets. And the goal will be to basically have a de facto monopoly over your entire solar system, which could also introduce a multiplayer aspect to where you could have a long game session with a friend or two to where you all start on different planets and build your own trade routes and trade empires within the same solar system to see who comes out on top. So that is my game, Project Solar. I don't know if it's going to disqualify me because it kind of seems to fall under the realm of sim but i don't know if there's enough there to justify it as a farming simulator so i will leave that to you all hmm. as as usual i personally will never disqualify you because uh, you know we work too hard on these the people can be the judge of the decider um but i am gonna... what, what is your knee-jerk reaction what is my knee-jerk reaction i didn't hear a lot of the word farming in there so that bothered me a little bit but i i wouldn't disqualify it i wouldn't disqualify it because i still kind of feel like it has the same basic it has the spirit i guess that's yeah and that's what i, I was going think. for because i mean as a normal just farming farming there's only so much you can do with it outside right. of like 
something like Stardew Valley. So well, and I, 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 I got real outside with the my farming simulator too. So I don't necessarily want to disqualify you right out. There's definitely more farming in mine, but but I, it's definitely I got very loose with it too. So I'm not going to disqualify. It has the spirit of that, so I would be all right with it. I again, I didn't hear the word farming a lot, but other than that, I think it has the spirit. I think it's good. In your defense, Neil, he did say games like um, um, that stupid one with animals you to play. <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing. <laughs> he did say games like that were allowed, and that's not necessarily a straight farming game. That, that is, is true. true. That is true. That is true. Um, okay, so my project, the developer, will be Undead Labs. They created games State of Decay and State of Decay 2. Uh, the game itself, the project, will be Pistol spelled with an I. See what I did there? Uh, okay, so you start this game, you create a character, and then you are part of this huge company that basically goes to planets uh, and just mines it for its organic resources to basically make cheeseburgers back home or whatever. Uh, while on a mission to one such planet, you get left behind by your company. Uh, and you get left behind on this very organic, uh, very planet, uh, uh, plant-heavy planet. Uh, you find out that you're not the only one that's been left there. There's a whole civilization of people who have been left there, like even colonists who moved there and just got forgotten about. Um, and they basically take you through the planet and teach you about the planet, that the planet itself is just one big living plant that's kind of floating through space. Uh, now, the plant itself grows plants that you can basically harvest for different types of like ammunition, crafting materials, supplies. Uh, so what this game would be is, of course, the company comes back and you're in love with the planet now, so you've got to defend it. Um, but the way the actual, the, how it would actually work is you would basically defend this city of, you know, left behinds and outcasts. And you defend them by planting uh, and farming these exotic plants, these alien plants. Uh, some cool mechanics, and then you would take that material to actually go fight the actual company uh, you know, with the material, with the weird pieces of ammunition you grow out of plants or swords you grow out of plants, stuff like that. Uh, what would really come into the farming simulator part is each plant grows in a different way. It has a different season. It, have, it has a different food you have to give. But one mechanic I really want to put in there is I want the plants themselves not necessarily to be um, self-impregnating. You have to find a male and a female plant. If you plant them next to each other, you get another plant that grows and it'll take on the properties of both. So like maybe to create a plant that creates fire ammunition, you have to create a plant that creates sulfates and then you have to create a plant that creates uh, flint uh, and you have to mate them to get the fire ammunition plant. Uh, so you have this like really rich farming side of things, but then for those people who don't necessarily want to just grow crops all day, you can just go out and kill a bunch of stuff with all the stuff you grew. 
So you go out, you fight the company, you can fight, you know, monsters and shit that came with the company. And what's even cooler is those fights would lend you seeds that would seed different plants that you could grow in your garden to grow more weapons and ammunition and stuff like that. Um, in addition to that, I want all the silly stuff from Stardew as well. You can, you also have to like scavenge for materials to build your shelter, to actually build up your house and be part of this community. You'll get to know all of the villagers in this like lost utopian village. Um, you can even like have romance options, get married to these the, the women or the dudes, whatever you're into, who cares? Um, uh, the whole nine yards, you get that whole side of things while also fighting this like endless war against the company. So you get this like weird farming aspect, this weird looter shooter aspect with the farming stuff. And it kind of makes the farming stuff a little bit more interesting in my opinion. So, uh, that is my pitch, Project Pistol, and those are the two pitches, ladies and gentlemen. It's Project Solar versus Project Pistol. Uh, what do you guys, what, do you, what would you spend your money on? Take to all the places uh, and let us know in the comments below here uh, and in all the other places. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that that brings. Uh, first and foremost, Phil, thank you for being on twice in a yeah. row, four times total, I think. Uh, what would you like to pitch? Or what would you like to plug? Um, I just want to, if you haven't checked out the PC build that went up this Monday that me and Zach did, check that out. It's. I think the video turned out good. I think it was somewhat funny and we succeeded in what we were trying to get across, I believe. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we, we uh, had some hiccups across the way. That's what made it fun, I thought. I, I, I was almost happy it didn't go off without a hitch. <laughs> that makes one of us. But, <laughs> 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 but uh, and as well, uh, Borderlands 330 is back out. If you guys didn't know, we were are into season four and the second episode will drop on this coming friday so if you didn't check out episode one of season four please go back and do so yes we love doing that show we're very happy to do that show it's a lot of fun uh, and on the hunt it'll always be going yeah for like eternity we've actually recorded <laughs> all of that just yeah just for everybody's edification every episode of on the hunt has been recorded and we are only at episode what like i think i posted 18 <laughs> something like that yeah. and i think it's like 40 episodes total or something around there so um okay neil what do you want to pitch uh plug Ugh. pitch plug yeah um a p do a p p do a p um so uh, we're still doing Streets of Retro mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, OMG Dungeons. Yes. Yep. And yes, I believe yes. that is currently it. Currently Silence. OMG Dungeons Silence is, is good. kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I like listening to that one. It doesn't get as many hits as it should, I feel like. No, that's, I that's think it's actually definitely. pretty funny. So check that out for sure. Neil's right. Yeah, Neil is right. Um, and actually, uh, before we completely finish plugs, Neil, what freaking thing do we need to do next week? There it is. I was wondering if you're going to bring it back up. Mm, um, almost forgot again. <laughs> so, uh, mine is going to be a little bit different. Okay. Mascot platformer. Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm going to have so much fun with that. 
do we have to use uh, mascots already done or do we get to no. create the new mascot? No. Create your own. Cannot yeah. be already established. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to let you know my entire childhood, I created an entire series of games that based on a mascot. <laughs> What I, I have my no time. idea what I'm going to do for this one, <laughs> truthfully. <laughs> a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Uh, okay, so for the rest of the plugs, as usual, you can catch us on Facebook at Old Man Gaming DH, on Twitter at Old Man Gaming 9. You can check us out on Discord. The link is in the description below. Uh, you can influence this and all of our shows from there. And we just love to talk to you. And as usual, guys, if you guys keep listening and watching these, we will keep making them. We'll see you guys next week feel like i'm becoming lactose intolerant like i bet you after we're done i'm gonna blow something up because anytime i eat ice cream now or or milk of any kind i my stomach does not is not happy i'm, a, I'm apparently food intolerant because every time i eat or drink anything <laughs> i gotta blow something up like it's <laughs> i don't just have normal poops it's always an emergency like period <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me then. <laughs> I was like, he got over to my house yesterday to do the build and basically walked in the door. He's like, ah, before we start, I gotta go to the bathroom. I go, all right. I hate that though. There are so many times where I'm going places or whatever. Yeah. Like, Kayla's yeah. got a friend that lives in Pittsburgh. So it's like an hour and 10 minute drive for us from here to Pittsburgh. We get into her house and I literally like kick the door and it's like, Hey, how you doing? Never stop walking anything straight to the bathroom every single time. Whenever we go to Walmart, she's Dude. Kayla's got the joke all the time that I have to poop everywhere. Oh, Dude, if it's like a Sunday morning or something and Jacqueline makes breakfast and we ha we're going to go somewhere. She will not leave with me until I shit. Because oh. <laughs> she knows, like, she knows that uh, that I'm going to have to go in, like, a most inopportune place or something. <laughs> or I'm going to fart in the car and kill her. I have to strategically eat and drink on road trips. Starting the night before. Like, after a certain hour, I know I can't have certain foods or a certain amount of liquid or else every single hour, we're going to be pulling over somewhere for me to pee. This is like, this is like too long for a bonus or... No, this is the podcast now. No, no. This is, this is what the podcast is now. This is the Poopy Pee Podcast. <laughs>